0: All right, Jack. What's up? Man, we are back. We got a lot to cover today, bro. Facts. Facts. They talk about sports and pop culture for two different points of view. A father and a son disagree on what's like a attitude. Today's top story is breaking them down through a generation gap. Listen to them talk about the NFL. Listen to them talk Doja Cat. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. Uh, according to the Osbournes, yeah. Well, 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 Jack, how are you, buddy?
1: I mean, I guess I'm
0: all right. We want to welcome in all the accordions, Jack. That's what we call them. Nah, it. nah. Nah, what?
1: Welcome, listeners.
0: No, we call them accordions. You call them accordions, actually. According I to the... I don't!
1: O- no, I don't!
0: I thought you coined it. No. Pretty sure you did. Nope. So, Jack came up with this idea, according to the Osbournes. Hey, let's call them accordions. So, that's
1: hey. such a lie, bro. He literally... You know what? You're trash at fantasy. <laughs>
0: Welcome in, accordions. Jack welcomes you with open arms. I, his father, welcome you with open arms. We've got a, a whale of a show today, Jack.
1: A whale of a show.
0: Correct. We're going to talk about rapid fire type stuff. Like, I think we're going to touch on Astro World. We might talk a little Kim Kardashian. There is a Netflix appearance with regard to a certain former and controversial NFLer. We're going to talk Josh Heupel. We're going to have Jack's five stats. I've got a little surprise topic for Jack. I mean, really, it, truly, it's a rapid fire, according to the Osborne's. It really is. But before we get to the rapid fire, Jack, I feel like there are some housekeeping items I need to address, such as if you like Tennessee basketball or if you just like hearing someone who has a super cool voice talk about Tennessee basketball, I invite you guys to listen to last week's podcast when we had Bert Bertelkamp on. Bert was a wealth of knowledge, and he does have a cool voice, don't you think?
1: He sure does.
0: Is that your Bert imitation? Because that's terrible. All right. Sorry. Well, he can't be often imitated, never duplicated, except I don't think anybody does imitate him because he is hard to imitate. He's got his own style, and it was on full display. He tells a hilarious story about Rick Barnes, who turns out he's a bit of a trickster off the court. Yes. And if you want to learn more about that, go listen to our last episode of According to the Osmores And the episode before that was Abby Ham. We're kind of big time in here with a couple of big gets in a row. Abby is the WBIR news anchor, and she was nice enough to come over to our house and interview us. And Jack, that airs Thursday. We're recording Tuesday. So this airs – her the segment of ours on WBIR airs two days from now on Thursday.
1: How exciting! Woo!
0: It is exciting, except it's on at 6 in the morning and no one will see it. But still, yeah, that it was, just
1: comes kind of sad, but I'll just, you know, record, record it, everyone.
0: Well, well, we'll record it. We don't need everybody to watch it. I, I'm.
1: Yes, we do. Do we? Oh, sure.
0: Well, either way. All right, let's move on. I've got all these topics that we threw out there. I want you to tell me what you want to talk about. You know, we've been sports-heavy. This episode, we're going to be pop culture heavy. We do have a segment on Tennessee football, though, and we will touch on sports. But, Jack, you want to talk about World? Do you want to talk about Kanye? Do you want to talk about the Netflix thing? What, what do you want to talk about?
1: Let's go Astro World. So I've heard more and more about it.
0: All right. Well, why don't you, like, th- this is part of the reason why we did this podcast, in my mind, was to talk about stuff like this. It's sort of hard to talk about. It's a father and a son talking about today's Pop culture events, Astro World, I mean, that was. It's that was, a
1: father and a son disagree on.
0: <laughs> With just added. Today's top story is breaking them dance stop. All right, so tell me, you said you'd read more about Astro World. But-
1: I mean, I just hear that people are saying that Travis will not be invited to. to like, uh, someone c- came out and said he was going to be canceled from their festival when he was supposed to sing in it in 2022, I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay, wish I knew more about that isolated incident. I would think an appearance at a festival in 2022 would be the least of his concerns right now, though. Why don't you set the table and tell our listeners what happened? Um, what do you know about it? Let's eight go from people
1: there. died. Uh, people couldn't breathe. Apparently, someone killed someone by stabbing them in the neck.
0: There's reports of bricks in the neck. And I think, one of, I think a security guard even kind of got a jab in the neck that felt like a needle. But that's just one of several things they're investigating. They they haven't put that together with the trampling. You know what I mean? They're, it's like a puzzle piece they're trying yeah, to assemble. and apparently them.
1: someone was dead by tra- – People are blaming Travis Scott. I don't know if they're right by blaming him or wrong. Well, let's
0: talk about it because I can kind of talk you through it because I've been to festivals like Please, that. Please do. Well, the, the stampeding is what happened. You understand that, right? Like it was so crowded? Correct. Like it was crowded. People started pushing. People started falling. Now, there were also – Reports of, like I said, jabbing in the neck with a needle, very confusing on that. I tried to read a little bit about about that, didn't find much, except that it did happen to either a security guard or an officer or someone in an official capacity. So it is confirmed that it's happened. They're just not sure. I don't believe they are, at least as of the recording of this show. They're not sure what role that may have played in what was mass mayhem, really an uncontrollable crowd, an uncontrollable surge people fell, people got trampled, people died. And there were interruptions to the show and ambulances coming. And I think the naked eye would read all that, learn about all that, and be like, well, God, Travis Scott, why'd you keep performing? And I think Travis Scott's been saying, hey, no one realized the gravity of the situation. So it's an absolute mess. But My question is, as a
1: 14-year-old, how is this Travis Scott's fault? Because, because I just don't understand. No,
0: no, these are good questions. He's the organizer of the event, so it's it's Astro World, I believe. His third album, yes, is Astro World. Am yes. I right on that? How about that, parents? If you're listening, I'm 51. Woo! I do know. I do know Travis Scott. I do know the name of his third album. Honestly, I... He also I,
1: knows Doja Cat <laughs>
0: I do know Doja. Hey, I like Travis Scott. Like, I like him a lot.
1: I mean, I like him with his baby... Uh, what's her name? Stormy.
0: I'd ask you if that's the kid's real name, but it really doesn't matter. Let, let's stick on this topic, because it's a okay. pretty serious one. All right. So, all these people died. People think... Yeah, I mean, he's going to be sued, I'll tell you that much.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I, uh, yeah. So, eight people dead. You know, I read today about an eight-year-old who died. Oh, no, I'm sorry, an eight-year-old who, he's in a coma and he's not doing well. He was on his dad's shoulders. I mean, the stories are horrible about it. And I think where you struggle is, is it Travis Scott's fault or not? Is that fair? Yes. It's gray. That's what I'm saying to you. So
1: people can't figure it out, really?
0: No, no, it's just that it's such a nuanced thing. And here's what I mean by that. Obviously, it's a concert, obviously, or a festival rather. Obviously, if you're throwing the festival, then yeah, you want as many people to come as possible. You're going to promote it as such, but you got to have the appropriate infrastructure. That means you've got to have enough insurance in case something wrong does happen, and I've read he's only got $26 million of insurance, and the lawsuits against him will be way more than that. So you got you got to have the infrastructure to handle it, insurance in case things go wrong, but also things like a a large enough venue to accommodate all the people that are going to be there. You need security. You need plenty of exits. You you basically need to guard against a stampeding-type situation. Yes. So it's hard to say right now whether he met, you know, it's, it's hard to say right now whether he, they, the festival throwers did enough to make sure things like that were in place. So it's a really difficult thing to answer, and it's a difficult thing for... Travis Scott and a difficult thing for Drake, who was performing there. Can you imagine? I cannot really. I mean, you're doing something you love. You're playing music, and people die, and you don't really realize it. And you, it's just, it's a mess. And I just, and people
1: are dogging you on social media, probably.
0: Yeah, for sure, people are dogging. There's always going to be haters, and obviously, this is a situation that deserves criticism. I just hope that I hope that when all the facts come out. We learned that Travis Scott did everything possible that a festival thrower would have needed to do to make sure this stuff didn't happen and that it was a tragic accident. I sure hope so. Stuff like this has happened before. There was a famous band called The Who a million years ago. Eleven people died at one of their concerts. Same thing as Stampede. Hey, in fact… I was watching a Beck show in Seattle. How about that for a pop culture reference from the 90s? I was at a Beck show in 90s, in the 90s in Seattle, and God is my witness, a stampede, a stampede started to happen. And I'm not the biggest guy in the world, and I could feel people and crowd pushing me. How'd you get out? I just kept my act together and kept real wide and kind of like pushed either way and kind of made a little radius for myself and then just snaked out of the crowd. Were you by yourself? Uh, I was not by myself. I believe I was with a young lady, some girl named Kristen, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, that's beside the point. We really shouldn't ask (laughs) questions like that on air, Jack. But everything's fine, and and it didn't turn into a legit stampede. My point is this. I've been in a large crowd at a rock concert, a concert-type venue, and I felt that feeling when a crowd starts pushing with no rhyme or reason, it's very scary. So I think there's absolutely a world out there in which Travis Scott did everything possible that one should have done and could have done, and it was just a horrible, horrible thing go gone wrong.
1: Alright, let's move on.
0: Let's do. And speaking of horrible things gone wrong, can we talk about Kanye? Dude y- yay. That's called a segue. Okay, yeah, yay. Go, let's go.
1: Um, yay. That's his new name. Now, I mean this is a kind of an
0: old topic, but I know it's an old topic, but dude, yay? I, I don't I don't get it. I'm not gonna lie. First it's spelled Y E. Okay, so every time I read it Ye. Yeah, like ye old steakhouse or you know, ye from ye. olden times. Ye. Like ye is like a word that Like just ye ye, bruh. No dude, ye's like ye churning butter. I mean it's like a colonial term. Yeah. That was good. Ye churning butter. Ye is like a pilgrim word. Mm. Come all ye faithful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a Christmas word. Which, by the way, has to do with my secret topic later. Oh, is that right? But let's go back to Kanye. I mean, can he call himself Ye? Sure. I agree. Is it weird? Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, it's no weirder than any of the other stuff he's done.
1: Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. I don't like judging him. I just don't like him. He just seems... I just don't like Kanye West, or I, yay West.
0: I used to love him. When you guys were born, as a matter of fact, I really liked Kanye. Like, I thought he was, I don't know, kind of cool. No, a little <laughs> bit. I mean, and I, I like that type of music. I always have. And I just, I kind of like Kanye, but I don't love Kanye anymore. I do kind of like his music. Um, I don't like the name, yay, because I read it ye. I just can't help it. I read it ye all the time.
1: Yeah, I, I have no words except i think it's weird
0: well do you think he has any words about his ex dating an ugly dude
1: i don't know but i heard he got a new i heard he got a new girl
0: actually i heard about that too i forget who the girl is though
1: me too
0: let's google it thanks to the miracle of googling we have pulled up that kanye does have a new girlfriend
1: oh. her name
0: is vinet Vin, the Vin, vine i need
1: to i like he, that
0: name she once called Travis Scott, annoying. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but that is the headline of um, the first, you know, probably because everybody's wanting to attach onto that story. Yeah. An- anyway, uh, she's lovely. Good for Kanye.
1: Congrats, Kanye. Um, congrats, yay, dad, not uh, Kanye.
0: Indeed, son. Best wishes to ye. Yay. 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 To yay. I- I'm telling you, it's going to be hard. Anyway. Anyway, his soon-to-be ex-wife has also moved on. Kim Kardashian, Jack, is dating a guy named Pete Davidson. Do you know anything about Pete Davidson?
1: I do not. All I know is that they
0: are dating. Okay, fair enough. Pete Davidson is a comedian. Um, I mean, can, can we go here? Can we agree that Kim Kardashian is a stunningly attractive human being?
1: I mean, with a lot of uh, implants, yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. Is that fair?
1: I mean I guess. And
0: I like Pete Davidson, but good grief, brother. I mean,
1: wait, wait, wait. go back to that. Yeah, I'm
0: showing Jack a picture of of Pete Davidson right now. I mean, he's just not the like The
1: first one isn't bad. He got a nice
0: jaw on. <laughs> that's good, Jack. I'm glad you think you got the, a nice But the, the little
1: yellow hair or
0: whatever. That's, that's, that's well, what I don't I mind the yellow hair. And and you know, like he's not he's not it's not like the guy's ugly. But it just seems like a mismatch that he's with Kim Kardashian. Not that Kanye and Kim were matched, made in heaven, but at least Kanye is kind of like this rock star rapper, and I don't know. And Pete Davidson's extremely funny, but I just don't see them together. They aesthetically don't look like they would belong together.
1: Well, I got something even worse. Addison Wait. Ray and her boyfriend.
0: Wait, back up. Who's Addison Ray?
1: He, she is a TikTok star and. This dude she's dating, I think he's like a guitarist. He has red long hair. Hang on, I am
0: googling this right now. It's Whoa, a terrible good look, grief, dude. It's a Hold terrible on, look, guys. Google Addison Ray R A E and boyfriend and do an image search. Man. It
1: is not good.
0: That guy should cash out right now.
1: Please tell me he's uglier than Pete Davidson.
0: Uh, I just no comment. It's just. It's amazing that <laughs> he is with her. He should take that to the bank. He should marry her right now. That is – you have – hey, what's his name again? Omar <laughs> Fadi. You have – or Fatal?
1: It doesn't matter.
0: Sure, it does. Yeah. I think it's uh, Fadi. Anyway – Take that, go get a ring, propose to her that, um, go, go, go. Solid work, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good job. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about it and just go, go have a great life from there. All right. Speaking of having a great life from there, let's hit one more topic before we go to break. Let's talk about Colin Kaepernick. Okay. And this is going to be a really, really brief conversation, but he is on, he's got a new Netflix series called Colin Kaepernick or maybe just Colin black and white. And it's what you think it would be. It's it's a provocative um, take on – him. not a provocative take. It is a provocative series of of shows about his life. It chronicles his life. Mm-hmm. And in it, he equates the NFL kind of drafting process, mine in particular. He compares it to slavery. He of com-
1: course. I mean, I'm not trying to be like that. But of course, he always does that.
0: Uh, don't go that far, son, because like, like, okay. And I don't want to get into everything he's done in the past, but suffice it to say, I'm kind of in the middle on him. I think some people are like, hey, he's horrible. He's kneeling for the anthem. You always have to stand for the anthem. And I think some people say, oh, my gosh, he's kneeling because he thinks that there's police brutality against minorities. He's trying to draw attention to something. And then, you know, then again, the critics on the other side would answer, yeah, but that's not the way to do it. and And, you know, is there really police brutality? And then the other side would be like, it's just this fight back and forth. And here's my thing. I'm all about him, really, and I always have been. Hey, Neil, he started something important. He started a national conversation, whether you agree with him or not. He started something very important with regard to race relations. I'm all about it. I'm all about eradicating racism. All about it. But you can't sit there and say that the NFL Combine is akin to slavery. That's a joke.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. I'll tell you what. Well, where's the comparison there?
0: There is no comparison there. These guys, yeah, are they being evaluated? Yeah, they are. Are they kind of being poked and prodded? Yeah, they are. Why? Because they're about to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. playing. So people want to see
1: how well they can do it.
0: Yeah, that's I, that's pretty much what the
1: combine. Yeah, is they're going to see
0: how high you can jump. They're going to see how fast you can run. They're going to see how, how well
1: can you can you can you do this and
0: and how much money are you good enough to make? Exactly. I mean, there's metrics, and they're trying. They they're running a business too, and their business is successfully drafting studs to make them good at football. That's the deal, man. And in exchange, millions and millions of dollars. That's not slavery, man. That's the free enterprise system.
1: I agree.
0: All right, enough about that. Let's go to break, but not before we tell you that after the break we've got some wonderful things. A surprise I'm going to hit Jack with. Jack's Five Stats talk a little bit about the best dance in the history of the world that belongs to Alante uh, of the Tennessee Vols.
1: Alante is the
0: GOAT. Dude, we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk a little Vol hoops. Hang tight. We'll be right back. And we're back. Jack, Talk to me. What's next?
1: TN football, baby.
0: Tennessee football.
1: Big weekend against Kentucky on the road.
0: It was a big weekend against Kentucky on the road. Why don't you share some high-level thoughts of the game, Jack?
1: Um, well, man, I mean, a great start for the Volunteers.
0: Sure. First play.
1: Um, you know, our big plays, they're key.
0: They are key. I mean, anytime anytime you score more points than you run plays, it means you had a few big plays, right?
1: Yes, it does.
0: Does the defense trouble you?
1: Uh, I think the defense gets tired out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the quick strike, we've talked about it all the time. I mean,
1: they're on there so often, especially if we have a drive that is one play for 72 yards in 11 seconds.
0: Exactly right. I mean, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And in this case... You know, Tennessee didn't even hold the ball, I don't even think, 15 minutes. So it was just a yeah. decided 3-1 to one advantage in time of possession. But Tennessee goes into the game giving those up. And, you know, something interesting, I think, about this defense, and we talked about it a few weeks ago they lead the SEC and the nation at that point in the season in these weird statistics. One of them was tackles for a loss. Yes. Which means – but they also gave up their fair share of points and big plays and whatnot. So that means that, you know, they're not the greatest defense. But, man, when they have a play, they swarm the ball. And that's kind of what I felt about them. They had two huge sacks late in the game. And – they swarm the ball when they need to, and they come up with swaggy plays. I thought Alante Taylor—that was swag, bro. Dude, that's one of the swaggiest Tennessee plays I've ever seen in my life.
1: Huge game, huge play. So I'm going to use this word: epic.
0: Dance. Yeah, it was a shimmy. It wasn't a dance. It was a shimmy. I forwarded you a link. Did you read about it? Yes. Okay. I
1: already read about it.
0: All right. Well, tell us about it.
1: Well, he was saying something that like, well, I didn't re- I kind of yeah, read Yeah, hold on.
0: It. So guys, let me translate that for anyone who either has kids or doesn't have kids. Either way, you need to know. If you have kids, <laughs> you already know. Did you read it? Yeah, I sure did. Oh, what did it say? It said well blah, blah, blah. You know, try to create. Okay. Then try to create off the dribble at what you think it says. Well, and, I, I
1: did and read <laughs> <then> it. <laughs>
0: To, that basically means... I don't know. I don't read that stuff you send me. That would mean I would do show prep, which I do not do.
1: Dude, I... Okay. Okay. You're I'll just I'll tell you. I'll, tell you, I'll tell
0: you what my article said.
1: No, you know what?
0: No, uh, it yeah, said okay. that Alante Taylor is full of swag. And basically that dance is a fraternity dance. I think he's an Alpha Psi. I hope I'm getting that right. And he saw a few people after he scored the touchdown and seeing them triggered a memory and his memory was he told his fraternity brothers if he ever got a pick six, he would do their shimmy. Wow. Right? So he saw them in the stands? He didn't see his buddies. He just saw people and he like cheering for Tennessee. So he's kind of pointing to people and... It clicked in his mind, whoa. I was talking to my fraternity brothers and I said if I ever got a pick six, which I just got, I would shimmy. So he so epic. he he shimmied. And I mean, dude, like I saw it live and I don't know. I bet a lot of people would be like, you shouldn't celebrate like that. Dude, I thought it was the coolest thing Dude, I've i have ever seen so in my life. Agree. It was all over the internet, but they missed the best part. Do you know what the best part about that dance was?
1: When he handed the ref the ball casually. Exactly.
0: No, it wasn't even casual. It's, the ball flip was exquisite. It was like in,
1: in, in every <laughs> it little. It was just smooth.
0: Oh, like butter. In every gif that I see online, every video I see online, cuts it off right before. I mean, it was a George Gervin finger roll. I mean, it was so smooth, man. It was something. It was velvet. All right, question. It was velvet. It was velvet. Did you like that? I did. I connected with you, son. All right, next question. Tennessee stormed midfield and took a team picture there. What do you think about that?
1: I mean, if you beat a top 18 team... And you know it's a big rivalry game. Mark Stoops falls to two and seven. I think it's a big deal. Is it
0: two and seven against Tennessee? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. I believe. Yeah. I'm gonna. Can I pitch the other side for you? Go ahead. A Tennessee purist would say, "Dude, I mean, look, it's a November game against Kentucky. We're supposed to win those ten out of ten times." And, and they would also say they, they haven't beaten us back-to-back since, I think it's 76, 77. Yeah, that's true. So we're, we're, it's not like we're certainly not supposed to lose two in a row. We got waxed. We got boat raced last year. Yeah, they, I'm they, sure we did. <laughs> you, you saw the game. They beat us like a dog here in Neeland. So I don't know. I think the flip side is... Come on, man. Act like you've been there before. Tennessee, surely Tennessee's better than that. And do you know what I say? What? No, they're not, man. Tennessee's not better than that. Tennessee has had a tough, tough road. And if these guys get a, a big victory like that on the road against the top 20 team in an epic classic shootout, go celebrate, man. So so, so I'm all about it. Both sides, both sides are fair That Both sides make fair points, but I think that I'm – pro celebration and i can't believe i would say that i just
1: i'm usually pro celebration that's why i'll stick there
0: i just think that there's been a dark cloud for a long time over tennessee football and i'm just i'm just happy to watch those guys having fun i'm having fun this, watching this them is a again. fun
1: team to watch and like you know i'm like this might sound weird for a little kid but fun to watch tennessee football when has that happened like maybe four years back in the Early Butch Jones days. It was
0: it was the middle Butch Jones middle Butch. days, and it was that team where he had um, Dobbs and Camara and Hurd. and and they beat Tennessee, beat Georgia and Florida. I mean, didn't still, we
1: play six ranked
0: Texas and very closely that year? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're. I think, no, no, I think that's right. I, I can't remember them all. We won two Big East games, and then we squandered it with I believe losses to Missouri and Vanderbilt. But who cares? Like Butch Jones was, you know. A good recruiter, but he, that team wasn't together, and and it crashed spectacularly. Pruitt, you know, was Pruitt. And now we've got hype And I said at the beginning of the season, I don't care if Tennessee is particularly good or not. I didn't think they would be good. I certainly didn't think they'd have a chance to go 7-5 and five if they lost to Pittsburgh. I think we're going to go 7-5. and five. We did lose to Pittsburgh. So hats off to them. I didn't think they'd be particularly good, though. All I wanted was was for me to be able to hang my hat on something. Remember I said that to Jason Swain? Yes. I said, I want to know what I can hang my hat on to this team. And he said what everyone said. This was before the season. And the answer was up-tempo offense. I I recall. And we've gotten that. And I can hang my hat on that. And I can live and die with that. And you know what? It's great to be a Tennessee Vol and to cheer those guys. (laughs) That's right. First time for a long time. But you know what we haven't? had a hard time cheering for lately, is Tennessee basketball. And Tennessee had its first basketball Woo! game of the season this evening. And you know what? If you didn't catch the Bert, Bertelkamp podcast, it's the the previous one to this. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. Go back and listen to it. He'll tell you way more about this team than Jack and I are going to tell you about in the next little bit. But, Jack, let's talk about our game tonight because it was exciting to watch this team.
1: Slow start, but um – um. Obviously, I think Rick Barnes will let this team shoot the ball. Um, you know, you got guys like Bailey, whatever people say, he's a bad defender, whatever. He's a, Victor Bailey. He's a great shooter. We all know after Vescovi, whoever watched that game, if you saw Vescovi playing the two-guard, he is a true catch-and-shoot guy. He had 20 tonight.
0: Santiago had a good game.
1: I, I mean, I bet he had at least five threes.
0: Don't know, don't have the stats in front of me.
1: Don't either. Um, Kennedy Chandler is He's going to be a key player um, I think he He plays older than he is
0: or Kennedy wiser. Chandler, freshman point guard I had not seen him at all I had only read about him Wasn't even sure what his number was Saw a dude gliding up the court with the ball I was like, oh, that's Kennedy Chandler Yeah. I mean, dude, he looks like he's on like, I mean, I
1: just think his IQ level Is so much higher than Everyone else It's not just his like insane passing Just like The way he plays the game, in my opinion, is a lot higher level than others.
0: It's early. It's UT Martin. I mean, the sample size doesn't even count right now. All I'll tell you is this. There's something called the it factor. He's got it. I mean, the kid glides, he moves different. He looks different. He plays different. He was four or four behind the arc. He's been huge behind the arc and all the swaggy. He's been huge behind the arc and all the exhibition games. He's dripping with swag, but he's, he's a respectful dude. Like, I don't know. I have got a gut feeling. This guy's going to be absolutely spectacular, uh, you had what's his name Hatfield Hunley? Hunley, uh, Hunley Huntley Huntley Hatfield. Hatfield Yeah, my bad. I'm getting that backwards. Huntley Hatfield, big dude, can rebound, big NBA body.
1: He can shoot.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's an exciting team, man.
1: Justin Powell,
0: mm-hmm. sharpshooter, transfer from from Tennessee, Auburn's I think, Auburn. but went to Auburn, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, golly, um, it was kind of a ho hum, diddly dumb, twenty eight point victory. I mean,
1: I mean, start off slow, only up eight at half. Really started to shoot the ball uh, in the second half. I think we, Hunt Hatchfield, actually hit the three to get the record um, of most threes in a game in Tennessee history. Is that right?
0: And I know it's 17, and I heard him say record. I wasn't listening as closely as you were. Yeah, I haven't really fully processed the game. Literally, we are recording right on the heels of it. At least we recorded the first half of this podcast during halftime, and we're recording the second part after the game. And, yeah, just two thumbs up, right? Pretty much. Uh our defense
1: really stepped up in the second half. You can just wonder what Rick Barnes had to say in the locker room cuz they played terrible defense in that first half.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think Rick Barnes is ripping into anybody uh, I too agree. hard I, D- agree. During, I agree. But, but, but but now but 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 don't don't back off your points. I think you could be right. No,
1: I don't think he was ripping them. That's not what I meant, but I mean, I just I know Rick Barnes doesn't like it when his team is giving up easy buckets and you know, one thing in the first half I did like on defense was Huntley
0: Hasfield was a huge factor. He's a disruptor out there. But go back to your previous point because you're spot on. Coach Barnes demands defense, okay? And, and if
1: you don't play defense, you just don't play.
0: And at the end of the day, they scored six, 62 points. Mission accomplished, right?
1: I mean, I just, I mean, I think for a while last year, we allowed about 58 games. That sounds kind of right. I don't know.
0: Yeah, for a while last year, we were 60 or under, and we were. We were in the high 50s is what our average was. That relented a little bit when you get into C- SEC play. Of course. That will happen, but 65 is a barometer if you can keep teams at or below that. Agreed. You're going to win most games, especially if you're shooting a three ball like I believe Tennessee will be able to shoot it this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm bullish on Tennessee Vols. Hoping for a great season, buddy. As well as I am. All right, let's switch gears. You want to go with Jack's five stats, the surprise, or the SEC pick'em? We've got three super uh, quick segments.
1: Let's do a uh, five stats here.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: So, not necessarily a stat, but did you hear about the Josh Allen versus Josh Allen showdown?
0: It was that was. I mean, it was more than interesting. It was pretty. Like I knew that it was happening, but everything that happened in the game was pretty eye opening.
1: First of all, Jags beat the Bills. Second of all, Josh, Josh Allen of the Jaguars picked off quarterback josh allen he sacked josh allen and he also recovered a fumble that josh allen fumbled
0: you know the one thing you don't want to do out there when you're playing any sport is to just to beat yourself yeah that's right did you see what i did there i did and josh allen wore josh allen out that was that was interesting and you said it losing to the jags who could have speaking who could have predicted that jack
1: speaking of that he fell victim to the Manning cast curse. So this he was is stat on, number two. He was on the Manning's cast week eight.
0: and he, being, he hey, I'm sorry to clarify, but he being Josh Allen.
1: Josh Allen. He lost to the Jaguars week nine the next week.
0: So rattle off what all's happened on the Manning cast, because I think this is absolutely incredible. If you appear on the Manning cast, you, you just lose your next game, period.
1: Yes. Travis Kelsey lost the next week after he was on. Russell Wilson lost the next week. Rob Gronkowski lost the next week. Rams lost the uh, the next week with quarterback uh, Matthew Stafford being on. And this was pretty recent. I think it was two weeks ago. The Buccaneers lost to the Saints.
0: Yeah, yeah. And now, and but I mean, this one's got to be the most unlikely. This one is. This one's nine to six. I mean, the Bills' offense. No touchdowns
1: and the. The Jacksonville Jaguars? No, Trevor Lawrence.
0: I bet. We got
1: to be kidding. I Urban, Urban Meyer Ma- probably. You know what? I'm not I even gonna bet, go nah, there. No, dude, he was I'm partying.
0: He was go. like, "Hey, young lady, hey. let me buy you a drink." <laughs> oh, hey, gosh. somebody hold my beer, jeez. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let bitch. me get behind you. real <laughs> quick. Easy, easy, easy. All right. Uh, okay. Well, what is next? Jack stat number
1: three. So on Saturday night at Kentucky. The Tennessee Vols recorded multiple 70-yard offensive touchdowns in the same game for the first time since the 1990 Cotton Bowl.
0: You showed me this one before the show, and man, read those two names.
1: Uh, uh, the last people to do were Anthony Morgan and Chuck Webb.
0: Man, those are two. I mean, like, got if, no
1: idea. <laughs>
0: I know, but dude, like Chuck Webb, good, good, but Those are mega Vols, and that that's that's a great stat. I love that stat. Want you? Your, I think your last two are keeping more
1: Tennessee football. Yeah, because
0: we're sheep now. We we've bought in. All right, no, we're not sheep. We're not. We're not
1: one of those. Okay? I am.
0: I'm seven and five, baby. The eight and five after the bowl. Go ahead. I'm
1: I'm nine and I'm I'm eight and four this year. I think we can beat the dogs. Stop it, son. I'm just playing.
0: Just go to number four.
1: All right, we got two more uh, Tennessee football stats here. Mm, okay. So. Heupel is the first Tennessee coach to win two SEC road games in his first season since Philip Fulmer did it in 1993.
0: Wow. I mean, like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Kiffin definitely didn't do it. Dooley didn't do it. Butch, Butch didn't, didn't do it. Pruitt, 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 Pruitt didn't do it. Sure so there you go, yeah. It's amazing that you, and then, I mean, obviously Fulmer had the job forever and ever, so golly, going all the way back to 93. I was a young man then, son. You were. Still kind of young. All
1: right, all right. Number five, Henan Hooker is one of, 20 players, I believe, that has more uh, 20 or more passing touchdowns. Out of those 20 guys, he has the best touchdown interception ratio with 21 to two.
0: That's amazing, and you know what? I am like
1: I I'm a big hinden Hooker fan.
0: Huge, like just
1: <laughs> after seeing that old Miss game. Mm, mm, mm,
0: what do you mean? Like just
1: he just I felt like he was a star that game.
0: Well, he was, and he just you know. What, what was it like two plays? Just yeah, you know, he missed two plays. Yeah. I mean, I mean he just He played his guts out. Yeah. He is you know, I don't want to overstate it, but he's having great success this year. I'm proud of him. Is he a system quarterback? I don't know. Could he have a great senior year? Yeah. Let's see what happens. Totally agreed. But do you agree with this, Jack? And it's my surprise topic. We are now today, as of this recording, I think it's November the ninth. When is it appropriate to begin thinking about Christmas? Mm. It's tough, isn't it? Nope, oh, he was muted.
1: It's very tough. Okay. Um... Can I, I mean get, can certainly I, very soon okay. like within one week
0: within one week okay here was my thing and, i would and, say
1: less but just some time between
0: now and one week let's can we agree with this never before halloween agreed never,
1: never. i hate that so oh my much. gosh
0: i'll see like a cr- random i st- mean
1: okay i'm gonna go with this three like this weekend four more days
0: oh that's that you're you're telling me when okay um yeah, I don't know how I answer that. I can tell you this. I've got thoughts and guidelines that I've – I yet- mean I
1: know you're a big Christmas guy.
0: Okay, possibly. But I mean I've got thoughts and guidelines that I've been living never before Halloween. Like I said, every now and then I'll catch a stray Christmas commercial before Halloween. I'm like, dude, that's that's just – That's not- weird, bro. Yeah. I just chill. And I used to be hard and fast never before Thanksgiving. Let me put my fork down from Thanksgiving dinner. And then, yeah, let's go Christmas carols. Let's go the whole nine yards. I'll go get the tree right then. But never until the moment that I was done with my Thanksgiving dinner. I'm relenting on that a little bit.
1: Okay. What I say is I don't know if you get a tree. I You definitely get a tree the day after Thanksgiving
0: at the very latest. I think this year – because there's only a month, and this is this is the evolution of where I am with Christmas. It depends on where Thanksgiving falls. If Thanksgiving gives me a good enough runway to Christmas, I typically do say let's not let's not pierce the Christmas veil yeah. until Thanksgiving. But in this case, Thanksgiving's late this year. It's like the 25th or something. So it only gives us like four true weeks, thirty days or something like that between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Man, that's four weeks of Christmas tree. I need five weeks of Christmas tree.
1: So I don't I don't really know. I think that. The, la- the day after Thanksgiving is appropriate for a tree, but the music can definitely start up within four or five days, and I think it will be in the Osborne house, especially as it starts to cool down quite a bit.
0: I do like my Christmas lists. I do.
1: That D- does. I, I mean, I go... <laughs> I would just say that. You know, this is where, you know, fires, if I may rye you know all that oh, good stuff rye is
0: in booze yes yeah you may i drink a little rye during the holidays there's no question i drink a little bourbon i drink a little during the holidays. you know it's just oh, i love the holidays the holidays are great um i don't like wearing them out too early i think thanksgiving is uniquely unadulterated it's probably my favorite holiday um christmas is obviously the most important holiday i hate it when we broach christmas too early as a society I've given up on Christmas commercials. They're going to happen the beginning of November period. They're always just going to come at you. I control our domain here as far as what my Christmas experience is like. I'm going to get the tree a day or two before Thanksgiving this year. I won't decorate it till well after Thanksgiving, but I am going to get it early. And I think that that Christmas music can start soon, but not too soon. Okay. Speaking of soon or not too soon, man, the season can't end soon enough when it comes to you and me and SEC Pick'Em.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty rough. I'll say that.
0: Well, the good news for you is at least you've been gaining on me, man. I mean, it's yes, been... Yes, sir. I mean, you started off... It's kind of like a microcosm of our fantasy football experience Yes, sir. because I'm a baller. Uh, you're lucky. I mean, okay. I'm
1: the sixy dog.
0: We're talking... Now right, you're going full right. fantasy football. Come on back. My bad. All right. We, and we haven't talked about fantasy football this, this episode. We should be congratulated. Woo. We, yeah. Anyway, you're 16 and 21. I... 16 and 21
1: I like that
0: there yeah there are 6 SEC games i believe i have chosen 5 of them i'm throwing out i think i'm throwing out kentucky and vanderbilt because i mean
1: yeah bro i agree all right moving on
0: what a pillow fight Except it won't be a pillow fight Because Kentucky Kentucky's like the little boy okay. That got right. beat up So then he's gonna go Beat up his little brother He's gonna go Alright
1: dude We get it Now right, can right. we move on
0: Yeah Someone's tired Once good I day. am Alright Mississippi State At Auburn Auburn is minus five and a half Would you like to select first or second Second I am going to take Auburn minus five and a half
1: oh, Mississippi State Okay
0: Tennessee and UGA. Let's save that for last. South Carolina at Mizzou. Mizzou is favored by one half of one point. You go.
1: At where?
0: It's at Missouri.
1: Take Mizzou.
0: Okay. That's both of us. JCO plus Jack, both on Missouri. All right. A&M minus two and a half at Ole Miss. Wow. Uh, I'll take A&M, bro. I hate rooting for Lakers. I'm taking Ole Miss. All right, Arkansas minus two and a half at LSU. Who played Alabama tough last week? And I'll go. It's my turn. Mm -hmm. I'll go. I'll go Arkansas road favorite minus two and a half. Okay. All right, that uh, brings us to Georgia and Tennessee. Off air, you said you set a certain number that if Georgia was favored by, if it was that or less, you'd go Tennessee. What was that number?
1: Twenty-eight.
0: The Georgia Bulldogs are favored by twenty and one half points.
1: Wow, man! Who you on? Mm, I did not expect that. I, I know.
0: I I I must admit, I was surprised. The line.
1: Ooh, that's so close. Do
0: you know how why they set betting lines the way they do? Why they're trying to divide everything exactly in half. So if if it, it might just be that Tennessee fans are so. So optimistic that they're really, really betting a ton. And that would make, this is hard to understand, but that would make the line go down because you'd be trying to entice people to take Georgia in order to even it out. So who knows? Maybe some of that's going on. Whatever the case, I agree that 20 and one half was an awfully small number. Jack, who do you got?
1: Well,. I don't really think I rooted against Tennessee. and I was expecting to root for Tennessee. Because you can't
0: root against. Like you could st- I
1: expected the line to be a lot more. So I'm going to go Tennessee, and that's just terrible. That's terrible.
0: Well, hold on. Yeah, it's terrible. But it, look at the respect that Tennessee's getting.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I'm. I'm. I'm I just. I, I'm going Tennessee.
0: I'm going Georgia. I just think. I think they're going to get it done. I think I think they're so if good. If we can just
1: get off to a hot start somehow against their really talented defense.
0: Got to have a hot start. There's no question about it. Well, I'll tell you what, Jack. This has been a fun show. It's kind of been a rapid-fire show. Thanks for joining us.
1: Very rapid-fire. All
0: right, guys. You've been listening to... According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah. According to the Osbournes. Yeah according to the Osborns.
1: Yeah.